Hello and welcome to Indie Beginnings. Our guest this week has gone from working at a fruit company that you might just recognize the name of to developing one of the biggest, if not the biggest, third-party Reddit apps on the App Store. I am, of course, talking about Christian Selig. Alright, we are joined, as I said in the intro, by Christian Selig. Thank you for coming on the show. Pleasure's online. So, I think what's going to happen as I start this podcast is I'm going to forget the name, and that is, of course, Indie Beginnings. So, I think we should really, straight away, just jump right back. From my research, I'm pretty sure you're 26 years old. Yes. So, there isn't as much history, I suppose, as some of my previous guests, but take us back 10, 12 years to when you're in high school. I can only imagine you were already going down this path. Would would that be right? Uh, kind of. It was... A little bit of a weird one where um, I think, I guess, looking back, it was pretty obvious what I wanted to do. And I don't think my parents were very surprised, but I was kind of floundering a lot. And I don't think I really like decided I wanted to do the programming computer science kind of thing until, God, it would have been probably like halfway through my final year of high school that I finally was like, okay, I'll do this. I'll do this. So, I mean, yeah, in hindsight, it seems obvious to me that this would be what I'd want to do. But yeah, it took a little while to get there. All right. And so throughout high school, like up until halfway through that final year, what were some of the other careers you were aspiring to to get into? <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. For a little while, um, I was halfway interested in medicine, but realizing now nowhere near smart enough to do that. And I don't think I'd be good with the whole <laughs> blood thing. So I, I think I just watched too much house for a little while. Um, you guys have that in Australia, right? Hugh Laurie house. Uh, it's a medical so. drama. I yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, I think yeah. We, we have it on TV, but I don't think we actually. I mean, actually, maybe it's only on like Netflix or something. I don't think I've ever seen it. On TV. Yeah, it, it's it's a medical drama that makes um being a doctor look really uh, fascinating. It's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes thing, and I, and I think I um romanticize it a little bit too much. Is that the one um, where they always say that they have lupus? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All um, right. So they yeah, yeah. I think lupus. I got addicted to um diagnosing lupus and um right. Yeah, but it, no, there there really wasn't. I think I was kind of just flopping around, not really landing on anything uh, specific. Um, okay. And then, yeah, thankfully programming kind of just, um, I guess I got that deer in headlights look and finally uh, clicked that I'm like, this is probably <laughs> a decent career to go down. So what what pulled you into programming then? I know for me it was like I've, I've always since since a very young age been drawn to computers and so that was that that was the next natural next step for me. But it seems for you it was more of a later thing. So what what really pulled you in? Uh, yeah, were you like drawn to computers in like a, a programming way, or in kind of just like no, a, just in a I want to play Tonka Trucks on the computer. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, I loved computers my whole life. I just, but I just played too many games on them that I, I guess I didn't realize there was like productive avenues you could do too. Um, right. But yeah, no, I yeah, I did computers my whole life. I played like uh, video games growing up, and um, mostly where I learned to like type at a decent clip was through playing like online games. But yeah, and I did like uh, you know very amateur hour amounts of html um as oh, a teenager don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm still there yeah yeah exactly yeah i don't think i've progressed much past that either <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so html was just about as advanced as i had got um and then i think just in uh the latter part of high school um i forget what well, i think i was just really um fascinated by the whole idea of people being able to build an app you know potentially overnight or at least over a short period of time and release it and have a bunch of people using it and the app store just kind of like democratized this um whole idea of software into this much more um attainable concept for your average person i guess and yeah. that that really um 
software didn't seem like this thing that just like Microsoft could do with, you know, Excel anymore. Like it was something that, you know, just about anybody could do. So I just, I think on Amazon, I ordered um, a book on basic objective C for somebody who had never done it before and just got reading that during class. And um, I think after like a few dozen reads of the first few chapters, the basic concepts of programming started to click and yeah, it was just, it was really, really fun. Okay. And so when you were, I guess, really getting into that, that was when the app store was first out and first starting to to take off like around 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, by the time I got properly, the first time I started reading the book, I think I want to say we were on, I guess it would have been iPhone OS, but it was iPhone OS three. Um, and then by the time I actually, um, understood what the hell I was reading enough to actually open Xcode, I think they were on what would have been iOS four at the time, which was really the best time to get started because that was when they, uh, started all the uh automatic reference counting stuff so you didn't have to like manually release memory oh. and all that stuff <laughs> so I'm yeah so i'm glad it was... i've never had to deal with that it's oh my god just, yeah i handled for me oh yeah no you look back and everyone's yeah no so yeah. I, I was a good time to join the party um right but yeah it would have been around ios 4 was when i started to get decently serious with it okay and so after you started working i'm pretty sure your your first app was was syllable was yeah that was that out of like just trying to learn how to program and i i suppose i should probably or i'll let you probably explain what what exactly syllable was yeah so it was basically um a little app where you could import a list of articles you'd like and it would use a service to kind of just parse out the um the body of the article so just the relevant parts of the html so you'd basically just get the pure text and then it would bleep through it one word or a few words at a time and try to help you learn to read a little faster by automatically pacing you through the words and it kind of didn't give you a chance to do the whole like uh, sometimes when you read you kind of mouth it to yourself and that slows you down quite a bit so it kind of helped to break that habit and yeah and it it was a darn simple app that just basically imported a list of articles um, chewed through them spat out some text and then it would um, loop through that text to try to help you learn. Right. And was that born out of your own, I don't know, frustrations with reading articles too slowly or like wh- where where does that inspiration come from? Um, yeah, a little bit, I think. Um, I've always found for me learning um, out of trial and error, I found that um, I can read like an entire book and be like, wow, that was that was really motivational. I learned a lot of subjects. And then as soon as I put pen to paper, realized like it just completely went in one ear and out the other. Like I didn't <laughs> retain any of the information. Um, so I quickly found after watching lots of YouTube videos and reading lots of books that I don't learn well that way at all. Like I learned best through, um, you know, actually opening Xcode and making a ton of mistakes and just keep, you know, beating that drum until something comes out. Um, so I was really into like just creating projects. And the only way I really found as I'd stick through them would be as if it was a project that I actually cared about a little. Um, so it basically came down to, yeah, like, okay, I need, I want to do a project to keep my skills, um, to keep honing them. And I want something that would actually be somewhat useful. Like I could create, you know, another flashlight app or another to-do list app. Um, but, um, there's already apps out there that are a zillion times better than anything I could come up with. So it wasn't super motivating. And at the time I remember there was like a little JavaScript applet you could like put in your bookmarks or something that would, um, do a similar thing for a website. So you could go to Mac rumors, find an article and this website would, uh, flash through it one word at a time and it was really handy but i know i whenever i was out like uh waiting the line at the grocery store or something that wasn't too helpful it was really only on your laptop um so i figured it can't be that hard to flash a word on an iphone screen so i figured that would be a pretty good first project to play around with and um 
something that would, you know, actually help me a little bit. So pretty much everything I've ever done has been just um, out of pure selfish necessity that I figured I'd use it. So it might make a half decent project. Right. And was that developed while you were in, I suppose, by the time you actually, you know, call yourself at least somewhat proficient around the time of iOS 4, you would been out of high school then did you go straight from high school to college or yeah yeah I went um gosh I would have graduated high school in June 2011 and that September I would have gone to university all right and what did you study uh computer science yeah okay computer Um, science so that's the same as the last two guests and yeah not too originally no well I mean (laughs) I'm doing computer science next year hopefully as well so I suppose you don't have to be original but no, the question I've game. been asking everyone else is, did you use it? Like, did you actually use that degree? I don't know, Will. You're going into it. Do you want me to be honest? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I'm glad I did it um, in terms of, again, it varies university to university. Like, I really liked my university for a number of reasons, but the program that I did at least was very theory heavy. Um, so you, you could very easily come out the other side um completely prepared to do like a graduate degree and um, laboratory research, uh, but not necessarily come out knowing how to program um, even like a basic (laughs) script to, you know, clean up your desktop folder. Um, So I found personally, um, it gave me a good foundation in a lot of ways. And it, um, through the co-op program, I got some really cool jobs. You know, I met some amazing people just throughout going to university and had an incredible time that I'm glad I did it. But in terms of, um, I guess, pure practicality, like, um, was it an essential part of being able to program iOS apps? I don't really think so for me. Like pretty much everything I do on a day-to-day basis now, or at least maybe like 95% of it, I'd say is just through self-taught experimentation. Um, but university, you know, really did give a, a, a great time to, uh, apply that experience. Like you had a lot of free time after school, um, where you could play around with that. Um, so I'm glad I did it, but it, I don't know if I'd say it's the most essential thing in the world, just because I do get like a, a DM every once in a while from somebody who's like, you know, I'm working a normal job. I might not have time to go to university or the money or the means or what have you. Um, is it even realistic to be a programmer? And I just, I mean, like a hundred thousand percent. Yes. Like it, it, it's great if you have the opportunity and I definitely recommend it just for the experience of nothing else. But um, I just be careful to make sure that you are doing some projects on the side and are like honing your skills independent of the university program. Because again, it might just be my experience, but I've heard it from others too, that it's very easy to come out the other side, just full of theoretical knowledge, um, but very little practical. Right. So that answer is, I think, similar to the ones that Anders and Russ gave me in that they didn't use the degree necessarily to get a job, but they loved the time they spent at uni for, you know, multitude of other reasons right right yeah. i could have been in an arts program and had still had a riot um yeah exactly so, I mean, yeah, yeah yeah i suppose you could look at it that way as you would enjoy uni no matter what you're doing right it's, it's just an awesome experience yeah yeah exactly it's an awesome experience so you mentioned then that 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 i think what program did you call it that, that got you jobs um oh there was a co-op program so i don't know if that's a super americanized word but yeah it's like cooperative okay and so Is that where the Apple internship came from? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, it's um, basically um, for my degree, you were able to do it just straight through, you know, whatever it would be, eight semesters um, all the way through. Or you could um, do that plus three semesters of uh, work experience. 
and uh, I ended up doing the work experience and they heavily recommended it just because it gives you um, that practical knowledge. So once you graduate, you have a little bit, you can pad your resume with, you know a little bit more about the career. Um, and it, yeah, and it basically just was a fancy term for, you know, work experience throughout the degree. And yeah, that's where right. Apple and everything came from. My school was like a, a little piddly one um, in a small part of Eastern Canada. So um, it wasn't like Waterloo or any of the big Canadian schools um, where they had connections to Apple or anything. Like I think pretty much every um, internship I did throughout the degree was basically me just going online and <laughs> emailing people and being like, hey, please take me um, because our school just didn't have very good connections at all. Um, I remember when I, when I went to Apple, the, a lot of the interns there who you'd meet up with as a fellow intern were saying like Apple came to their school and had like a career fair. Um, and they talked to the recruiters and gave them their resume. And meanwhile, I was like, (laughs) just that kid who like, you know, hit submit PDF online. (laughs) Well, Um, I think that's probably the, the, almost like the best way to do it. I found a lot of the connections that I've built up over the last year and a bit have just been either from someone emailing me or me, me emailing them. It's the Oh yeah, it, I mean, hey, it, it worked. It, it I worked. Yeah, I mean, clearly it worked. So you're at you're interning at Apple for for three semesters. So that's like a year and a half, right? No, no, it, I only did it for my um for my very final semester. So it would have only been. Oh, okay. It was a little over Six four months. months. Yeah, four yeah. Months. Okay. And so, what team were you working on at Apple? It was the uh, I don't believe it exists anymore, but at the time it was called the Enterprise App Development Team. Um, and I think the whole enterprise arm of Apple has switched around. And like yeah. re uh, restructured a lot since then, so I'm not so, sure if it exists anymore. <laughs> did you choose like when you went online to apply for an internship? Did were you drawn into that enterprise world? That I mean, that would I mean, if that is the case, it would probably be surprising seeing as you've done it. <laughs> done at least a complete 180 then into yeah yeah development, no but. no that was not what i was drawn toward i i still had a hell of a time but i, I actually can't 100 percent remember how i got there i believe i just applied to you know whatever the hell it was interns at apple.com or something um right. and i believe um i'm assuming they just had an open spot um where they were looking for somebody um with my kind of skill set or something presumably um not a very high bar <laughs> and uh they, yeah they just connected us and um i mean i would have been happy to go to apple to you know do literally anything under the sun but as far as enterprise went like it, it was a great summer and i learned a lot but i think it, it was clear to me that um i definitely wanted to do something a little more consumer focused and I, th- I think my boss at the end of the summer realized that like i loved what he did and he loved what he did but i think i i wanted something a little more um consumer to consumer yeah i totally understand that i think one of the best parts of me about releasing apps or updates or anything is just reading all the reviews you get and, and going, going from there. So I, in my 100%. research uh, for this kind of assumed that you left Apple and then immediately started working on Apollo. But now I see that there's quite a big gap between working, kind of sort of working for Apple and then starting developing uh, Apollo for Reddit. So what I mean, I, I mean, I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I've lost track of where we are. How long was the gap between leaving your internship and getting your degree and and starting working on Apollo? Not very long, I don't think. Uh, off the top of my head, I want to say I either had one, maybe two semesters left, so four to eight months after I finished the internship. Um, right. And were you living at home in that time, or how were you how were you supporting um, yourself in between that? At Apple or during university? As in like between that, that period of uni. Oh, okay. So, um, 
weirdly enough, I was living in Toronto doing um, an internship. And then immediately, instead of going back home, um, immediately following that, I did the Apple one in California. And then I uh, came back to uh, Halifax and uh, a bunch of my friends and I just lived together um, and did that for like the next, uh, just stayed with them for the next eight months while I finished the degree. All right. And so Apollo was announced in 2015. And that then, sounds right. Yep. So I, I read the the last blog post, I think, on your website is oh, announced from 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to update And that you one. mentioned that you'd been working on it for a year at that point. And yeah, that checks out. I kind of want to know what the motivation was behind creating your own Reddit client, especially since Alien Blue, I believe, was still really popular around that time. And there were a couple others that were trying to do their own thing. But Alien Blue really stood out as a big indie app, at least before Reddit bought it. And I know in my experience, developing Nano for Reddit wasn't because the existing Reddit app for the Apple Watch wasn't good enough, that there there wasn't a Reddit uh-huh. app for the Apple Watch. Yeah, that is a little and different. And so... And so with Apollo, I'm, I'm guessing it came out of, as you said before, um, I, I can't remember the term you use, whether it was like selfish necessity. Or yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so what, what's that motivation behind? Well, yeah, it's, it's a little less so. Like, like um, with Syllable, it was the same as with you, where it was like, there's nothing out here. I might as well take a swing at it. Um, but with like the Reddit app, it was, it was completely different. Alien Blue, like by all accounts, was an amazing app. I, I certainly loved it. Um, but I think it was just, I don't know if it was naivety or what, but I, um, there was a few areas of it where I was like, you know, I love 95% of it. Um, maybe this little area, um, I'm not the biggest fan of, or, uh, this part of the experience, I, not how I do it. Um, so, you know, naively as a, a kid with barely any programming experience, I was like, Hey, I'll take a swing at it. Um, how hard could it be? Yeah. Yeah. How hard could it be? Yes. Q a half a decade later. Um, <laughs> but uh, I f- like like the same with syllable. I was like, worst case scenario, it'll just be a little um, fun little pet project. I'll learn a few things and then I can sit, you know, in some folder for the rest of my life. Um, but it turned out like building it was super fun. Um, I certainly used Reddit enough that it was um, super motivating to keep building through because I'd be like, okay, I want the media viewer to be a little different. Um, I use the media viewer a ton. So let me build that out. And actually, you know, that'll make my days easier. Um, and right. then, yeah, just basically again, out of just wanting to scratch a niche, wanting to have something for myself. Um, I just started up building that just because I didn't really have any other projects on the go, if anything. Um, and it just ballooned into getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, Hey, I mean, maybe there's other people out there who, um, want something a little bit more different as well, because as much as I love Alien blue, the one thing I would say again, incredible app, um, is that it was in some areas it didn't feel super iOSy, and I'm sure that was 100% by design. Um, the guy who built it, Jace, I believe, like he had a uh, design aesthetic that he liked, and it was great. But for me personally, I was like, I'd love to see it done a little more true to like the iOS human interface guidelines and a little more of like a uh, an iOS feely app. Um, and I was like, hey, you know, Reddit's an absolutely enormous website. Surely there's enough room for you know two Reddit apps, even if Alien Blue is you know. 99.9% of the user base and whatever I go to create is, you know, a small puddle of that. Um, but surely enough, there's enough room that um, it might be a good resume item at the very least where I get, you know, one or two people to use it. And sure enough, sure. it took long enough to make that um, Alien Blue came and went, yada, yada, yada. But um, yeah, I, I guess I just hope that someone else would care enough to use it. Yeah. And so I don't recall exactly when Swift was announced. So I think it was either 2014 or 2015. So 15. Did, it was right in the middle of my Apple internship. All right, 2015. And so 
that's a year into your development at that point. So Apollo must have been developed in Objective C to begin with, right? Yeah, it was in a lot of ways. It was um, like I still think like most of the the quote unquote work I did on Apollo was like design based. Um, like for every line of code, I f- that takes like an hour to write, or every you know part of code that takes an hour to write, there's easily like an hour of design that I you know stare at the wall trying to figure out first. Um, so I think probably by that point I had a lot of the UI fleshed out and I think I had like maybe the media viewer written. Um, but it it was very, very basic. So by that point, like, like, uh, you couldn't work on apps at Apple anyway. So it basically, um, you know, grew cobwebs on it for four months while I was there. Um, and then in the middle of that, uh, Swift came out and I got to play around with that all summer. So by the end of it, I was pretty into Swift. I didn't have a ton of Apollo written. So I basically threw out everything. Um, and just rewrote like the media viewer and everything in Swift. And it's basically been Swift all the way through. I, I don't even know if there's any remnants of the old Objective-C code base. Right. And so, you know, re- rewriting an app and even just rewriting media viewers stuff is, is no small task. And especially like I started using Swift at Swift 3, but I know Swift 1 and 2. Oh, that's a good point to start. <laughs> they got lucky. Yeah. Swift 3 was good, but Swift 1 and 2 really wasn't. So why did you decide to go all in on this brand new language as opposed to using a language which has been established and growing for decades? That's a really good question and probably one I should have considered more. Um, I think I have a bad case of like new and shiny syndrome, um, <laughs> whereas I'm sure if they came out with, um, you know, Swifter, Swiftiest next year, I'd probably go play with it um, just because it's new. Um, well, so I think that now, was so. Well, yeah, but um, so well, I mean, if that had more adoption, yeah, I'd probably be playing with that too. Um, but it's just a yeah, it, it was probably ninety five percent. Ooh, there's this new shiny thing. It's probably going to get big in the future. Um, you can kind of see, of course, Objective C is still healthy now, but you could kind of see like this is clearly poised to be a replacement. Um, mm-hmm. and just fundamentally, it was like Objective C is um. A great language in a lot of ways super fast i love it honestly but um it's not the prettiest to look at in a lot of ways like i just know like like it's not something you learn in university so when i'd be doing it and other students would be seeing it they'd be like what in god's name are you writing um, oh god i can't even look at objective c anymore yeah no they'd see this just it's just it's so many brackets <coughs> yeah it was yeah you just see like bracket hell and people get yeah. very turned off really quickly so again you get used to it but it was um the promise of this um, almost purity with Swift um, was very enticing and it was just a fun language to write. And, it, and it's kind of cool where you were like um, uh, out in these untreaded waters with the entire developer community too, where you'd be trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, so yep. it was just a really exciting, um, intoxicating place to be in a lot of ways. Like it was just, um, yeah, I guess it was just kind of the place to be in terms of iOS development at the time. So I had a hell of a time writing it. I yeah I totally get what you mean. Like with me, I've been I've been working for the last six months in SwiftUI almost exclusively uh-huh. SwiftUI for the last six months, and it's been a hell of a ride to go from the very first SwiftUI beta, which was terrible, to now Swift uh, UI. I don't know what version it's on now. It's better. It's certainly not good. And it kind of reminds me of those uh, Swift 1 and 2 days where stuff is changing. But it's a pretty big change, yeah? 
and it's a and it, oh god, it's a huge change. But okay, well, it's good to hear. I honestly haven't played with it yet, but yeah, I heard a lot of roughness at the beginning. It's good to see that ooh, at least some it's, of it's been worked out. It's some of it's been fixed for better or worse. <laughs> I, I think I don't, I don't. I'm not sure. I agree with all the changes they're making. But okay. It's kind of like that that Swift two to three change where it wasn't super backwards compatible. Maybe it was Swift one to two. I'm not sure where. No, it was, that, yeah, it was two to three. Was two to three. So you, you had to change a lot. Swift UI was doing those backwards incompatible changes every two weeks for a couple months it it was it was incredibly rough yeah you must have really hated yourself oh yeah i thought what am i doing this is a huge mistake but yeah, i launched yeah. this morning so I'm, I'm happy with it now i think yeah no good, i've heard so but... many um tweets about it saying like you know what you pulled off in swift ui is incredible so you, you clearly must be pretty happy with where you got at least i'm incredibly happy with the result but the the journey there really, <laughs> the journey was really something else sucked. The journey was Do terrible. you think it so, was helpful in terms of learning at least though? Or was it just pure Oh, you know, definitely pain? because okay. I want to I want to use SwiftUI going forward. SwiftUI like uh, I, I don't know how much Apple Watch work you've dabbled in but not on much. The, on the Apple Watch all of your user interfaces until, you know, this year have been drag and drop and that's you know, I'm sure you've used storyboards. You know they right, can right. be really they can be really good but they're also limited and of sometimes course. you just Sometimes That's you just crazy. want to build it out in code. You just want to have that kind of pixel perfect precision that you can only get in code. And that was just simply not possible until now. And that so that blows, yeah, of, somebody, I swear, told me that at WWDC and I was like, there's no way it's only, you know, interface build. Might have been me but, telling you that at WWDC. Yeah, yeah, no, I just remember walking back to my hotel and being like, there's no, like, that's incredible. Like, Yep, drag and drop only. Unless you use, uh, like, Sprite Kit, but unless you're making games, you wouldn't. Yeah, that so, would probably be just as bad in a different way. Yeah, so speaking of launching, you announced uh, Apollo Ferreira on your blog and I, I assume in other places too, but... <laughs> I got to take that in, blog it, post <laughs> No, no, keep it up. It's a good little, it's it's a good bit of history, but... Yeah, yeah, it makes my that, blog So that was, really 20, <laughs> that, was, that was in 2015. You didn't launch until I think a year after that. And so at that point, it had been in development for at least two years but kind of three years with that oh man apple i don't even think i launched until 2017 when was that 2017 i don't know it was october 2017 like it was oh so actually much later than i realized that yeah that's almost three years jesus so three years in development that's (laughs) a very long time to spend on one app and at that point you sound like my beta testers <laughs> I remember trying to get into that beta actually oh, yeah? when, it, when it was when it was going, and I I tried to get in and I couldn't do it. And so, well, that was back you, when they only had like the you know two thousand spots yeah, or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, it was, yeah it was minuscule. Who knew I would have to actually fly to California and meet you in person before I could? That was the first time you were in the beta? beta. I think it was actually. Oh Jesus! You should have just linked Nano or something. And I, yeah, I feel like anybody who works on like maybe Aridity... I, maybe I was, but I, I don't know. I remember. I don't know, something about it then. So we're talking launch, three years in development. Before we talk about like the actual launch itself, three years is a long time to be trying to support yourself. So did you have any form of income for those three years or were you just going like, man, I hope this app works or? Basically both. Um, mostly the second thing. Like um, I, I worked at Apple like right before I graduated um, and they pay quite well, thankfully, even as an intern. Um, so I, I had a good little nest egg saved up from there and I don't live too, um, extravagantly. So, um, over like the next, I don't know, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw years. you put a Tesla order in. 
Yeah, I still don't have that though. But it um, that was someday. ages ago. Yeah, no, I didn't end up following through with that, but someday. Oh. But um, I was I remember seeing that, thinking like, damn, a Reddit app can pay for a Tesla. I gotta yeah. I gotta work harder on Nano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it, it was basically it, it was the funniest thing in the world because I uh, ended up um, I just basically chewed through that for. Um, yeah, probably the next two years and just live super frugally. Like I lived with probably like seven, seven, eight friends <laughs> in like a several bedroom apartment for a while. So like rent wasn't very high. I'm not in like a big city or anything. So it was pretty easy to just chip away at it. But man, I remember like six months before, um, it would have been six months before I launched. I didn't know I was that close to launching. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I'm really low on funds here. And I remember for whatever reason, I was looking through, um, an old suitcase or something. And I shit you not, I came across like two checks from Apple that I hadn't cashed. And um, I remember calling them and being like, these are valid, right? And they like, they said something along the lines of like, yeah, why Like, why haven't you cashed them yet? Um, so I ended up like, yeah, just miraculously finding these last two checks that ended up getting me through like the next six months and launched it. Um, but yeah, yeah, much longer. And I would have been, you know, living off ramen or something while I got it out um, because right. it was pretty, I was pretty much like, this has got to hopefully do half decent or I'll, I'll be um, applying for jobs like the weekend after I hit the release button. Yep. So I remember actually like getting up in the morning, opening Reddit on probably the official Reddit app and seeing that like top of the Apple subreddit, Apollo's finally been released. It's got gold and heaps of upvotes. And everyone's freaking out. And I remember like freaking out, like that must've been a pretty incredible feeling for you to, to finally after three years and I'm sure endless complaints from beta testers to be able to, finally get it into everyone's hands oh my god no it, it was it was like honestly surreal like it was you know inexistent for so long that just the concept that like wait anybody can go to the app store and download it now it's not just like on my and a handful of other people's phones like that yeah i think it took a little while for that to set in but it was crazy like the subreddit i think had like a few thousand people like just the beta testers up until that day and then like by the end of the day it had like a hundred thousand subscribers um wow. and i was like holy shit like yeah this launch went okay so I don't know if you've actually talked about download numbers before and if you don't want to reveal those figures, that's oh, no. that's Here, fine. Let me look it so, up. Like, because it'd, it'd be really, really interesting for me, I think, to hear like those those day one figures or at least those like seven day figures from launch, just how many users you were able to accrue in, in such a short amount of time. Let me see if I can figure that. Like, it's so funny. Somebody asked me that at WWDC and they're like, oh, like how many concurrent users do you have? And I was like, oh my God, like I'm the worst in terms of like if a venture capitalist or something wanted stuff because I'm like, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I'm the same. How many downloads do you have? And I go, uh, well, I could tell you what it was six months ago when I last checked. Yeah, yeah. Like but I remember when it cost a million downloads. That was, oh, wow. I was pretty happy I'm, with I'm that. I'm not close to that one. <laughs> Well, you're just, man. If you came over to like the uh, iPhone side of things, you'd be you'd be good. Oh yeah, it's well, a lot easier I mean, over here. All right, I'm sure so. it is. A million downloads though. That's that's no small feat. But it's remember so how funny, like I have the the whole chart of all time up here, and like, okay, if I look October six, some okay, October twenty third, uh, twenty seventeen, like a quarter million of those were that day. <laughs> so. Um, wow it's so you've got more at, downloads like, in a day than like just about my app has that's great that is insane yeah that no, must have it, been it's crazy. crazy 
it, well, it's like almost demotivating to look at myself because you have this massive spike at the beginning. And, and I mean, I, I'm oh. lucky that I've had pretty great downloads since, but man, I'm nowhere even close to that first day ever since. So um, what kind of downloads do you get daily now? Yesterday, I had 1.5 thousand downloads. All right. So, that's, so I'm assuming it looks decently steady. That's um, pretty damn good. I mean, 1.5K for me is like a, a really good day. <laughs> that's, okay. Like, that's so, a yeah, I honestly day. have no idea. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I'm not looking stuff up. Like, I'm sure you're the same. Like, if there's not a problem, I, <laughs> I don't really care. Like, I'm just happy people like the app. Um, yeah, I, I rarely check downloads. I'm usually looking at that little proceeds tab. Right, uh, because, like, what do you do if you're like, okay, it, it did 10% more downloads yesterday. Like, most of the time, I'm like, I don't know what the hell was different. Um, yeah, nothing changes, and I can go up and down like fifty percent in a day. It's crazy. right, right. And so I don't. Again, there's probably somebody who knows what they're talking about, who's you know falling out of their seat hearing us talk like this. But yeah, I, sure. I just I see the numbers like that, and I'm just like I don't know what to do with this other than keep making my app better. So um, seeing a different number one day versus the other doesn't really uh, affect any day to day decisions I make so much. Yeah. So, and but so, yeah, other than the proceeds tab, it's nice to be able to eat. <laughs> Oh yeah, sure, of course. So tying back to like uh, that launch, I I don't recall too much around it besides that Reddit post. Were you in contact with press beforehand? Because I'm I'm sure a bunch of press covered it, but was that just all because you kind of blew up on that day, or um, did you work for ages to get that perfect launch? No, I I definitely um didn't because I think with Syllable I realized that like I reached out to press like every single update I did and it was definitely a case of like at least in my experience like um the app has to be good and people have to care um otherwise it's going to be pretty hard for the media to care so I think I kind of was just like um if this gets a decent amount of attention um and it's a half decent app um, hopefully they'll pick up on it because I think I was in touch with like yeah yeah I mean I was in touch with I think Mac stories and I think I messaged Mac rumors the day of, and maybe nine to five Mac, but I don't think um, there was really anyone else. I think like Mac stories would have been the only one who was actually, there was a reporter there who was not even um, any of the head guys there, um, but it was just one of the writers was a beta tester. But yeah, no, I think right. I was just like, hopefully this will make the front page of Reddit and people uh, in the Apple community hopefully read that subreddit. And um, yeah, thankfully they did. Yeah, I... I uh... I reach out to press quite often, especially for this 2.0 launch I had this morning. I, I reached out to press uh, months in advance. I think about six weeks ago, I, I set myself a deadline because I was experiencing a major case of feature creep where <laughs> I was just adding more and more and more and more. And I, oh, thought, I, hear myself, I thought to myself, I've got to stop at one point. I need to actually release this. So, in your three years of development, like how did you decide like, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to release it now and I can just work on updates in the future. Oh man, I'm the worst person you want to ask for advice for that. Like I think um, <laughs> my girlfriend at times would be like, so what did you work on today? And I'd have to be like, I, I, I totally wasn't adding a, a feature um, because she'd oh. be like, you were doing more features, like fix the bugs and get the app out, like in, in a very loving way. But um, it was definitely a case of, yeah, I was like, again shiny syndrome thing i think i was i'd be like "Ooh, i have an idea that could be fun to build and building something's more fun than bugs so i'd go off and do that and delay the app another two weeks and um (laughs) i think eventually maybe out of a a function of uh, my bank account starting to get um into the single digits i was like (laughs) okay um 
let's fix those fix those bugs and i think a few of my beta testers and like developer friends were like dude like this is getting ridiculous it's like it, it's ready yeah. like come on get your together okay and so we're nearing nearing the end but that's something I, I really really wanted to touch on uh is i don't know if philanthropy or charity is the right word but you've been doing an awful lot in that space uh yeah in the it's last, a lot of fun in the last two years and so I, I'll, I'll let you brag about it, but so you had the largest uh, SCPA donation in a single day ever. Yeah. Well, and ever. keep in mind, this is like for our uh, regional one. So it's not like, um, you know, on the history of planet Earth, but it, it was still pretty awesome. Yeah. I was oh, don't, don't downplay. I mean, no, God, no. Yeah. Because like Walmart how, donates how much, too, apparently. Yeah. So how much, uh, did you raise in that in that single it was, day? I believe a little over twenty seven thousand, which is pretty sick. That's did yeah, that yeah. come mostly from tips or people getting Apollo Pro or that's where, where was that coming? <laughs> See, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I, I uh, maybe I should have told you about the questions beforehand. No, but. no, no. A competent person would you know probably know these off the top of his head. Um, <laughs> sure. I'm assuming it was a little bit. I if I had to guess, it was probably people buying Ultra, um, like the lifetime oh, yeah, most extravagant yeah. package, who were like, "Hey, I like the app." I've been maybe considering this. This is a good cause. Like, why not? Yep. Um, and then just kind of like being a little um, generous with their wallets. If I had, so to I, I had a question, and sure. you can tell me to you can tell me to cut this out if you don't like it. But no, no, go for it. So you have this huge day of press. You get twenty seven thousand um, dollars, and you donate that, and you have the largest you know regional donation in in history. Like, I, I don't want to let that slide. Like, that's a huge accomplishment. No, but no. then. It doesn't drop off the next day. You know, it doesn't go back to normal downloads the next day. You're still kind of riding that high for a little bit. And so, no Oh, it dropped you... precipitously. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure it dropped like huge on that second day, but certainly not to original levels, right? And I'm not insinuating that uh, that would be part of your motivation because like... Oh, I'm, no, I'm not at all. But... Um... No, of course. Um, but um no it it definitely no it, it definitely helps um like the next few days and even like the day before as it's like drumming up it, it helps a little but um yeah i had a few people saying like not not that you're saying that but who were like oh man like it did twenty seven thousand a day i bet it's gonna do 50 the next day from the good press and it's like the reality is like no i think like day two it maybe did like two or three thousand which is great yeah. but you also have to oh, factor yeah. in all the people who um maybe were considering getting ultra um yep. all these years and who got it that day and i don't see a penny of it when potentially i could have seen it um if they would have just bought it normally so there while i did give it away there's a certain amount of almost lost cost there as well so i, I think it honestly does even out a little bit right and so i mean like i, I try to make this a 40 minute podcast we're already at 40 minutes so we're gonna have to wrap oh, up very good, soon a couple more questions uh so you say that you you love animals and you're donating to animal shelters. So I I mean I just I suppose I want to ask why animals. I'm not like bashing that choice at all. If if I were to do a fundraiser, <laughs> no, no, I would totally probably fair. I would probably pick the same thing. I I love animals as well. So where does that love of animals come from, and and what makes you choose that as the as the issue you want to focus on? That, no, that that's that's a really good question because it is a tricky one. Like there's obviously. Um no shortage of excellent charities out there. Like, you know, there's mental health charities, there's homeless charities who, you know, I uh, try to give to as well and love enormously. Um, but just for, for animals, like I got my girlfriend and I have two cats that we got from like literally the same shelter we donated this money to. Um, and, you know, they're so great. And we've seen so many um, 
awesome things that shelter's done that it's it's very fresh in our minds and like i think like the hundred dollars we paid to adopt our cats that covered like the span neutering and whatnot um it, it almost feels like a, a a highway robbery when you think of like what else i bought for a hundred dollars like i love my airpods um but when I consider, sure. you know, the amount of happiness I got out of my AirPods versus that I got out of like my cats and, you know, they're only like two. Um, it almost felt like I was robbing the, this poor place, only giving them a hundred dollars. So it was very sure. easy to say, like, these guys definitely deserve a ton more money so than you, they're getting. So you came back with $27,000. Yeah. Well, the, and the, right. the other thing is like this, that time of the year, especially the summer is like, I didn't realize until I started doing the damn thing that they, um like cats are very seasonal and that they i guess sense the warm weather coming and they're like you know let's start to get freaky and then they start having all their kids during that <laughs> period and it's um i guess i assumed it was like this linear spread over the entire course of the year that they could you know predict the handle and whatever but it seems like it's decently manageable maybe most of the year and then they just get you know carpet bombed with the cats like throughout the summer um, so it was very, the first time I did it, it was literally, I think I saw on Facebook, they're like, uh, help, like we have no litter, we have no food, like if anybody could drop anything off, like, and I think like it wasn't any, um, big plan I had. I was literally just like, holy shit, like, I'd love to give some money to them. Like maybe, um, people in the community would too, because I think I remember like 10 years ago, um, I think it was around the time Steve Jobs died, um, somebody an indie developer had a game i wish i could remember who it was but they donated all the proceeds for the day to um cancer research and i was like i, I remember thinking back then i was like that is such a cool idea like i get a game out of this and i get like i if anything feel negative guilt that i spent money because it went to a great cause and i was like yeah, shoot that would be perfect um thing yeah. to do for this cat thing um so so yeah it, it honestly just all fell into place and seemed like it would work out well Right. And so the last thing, very, very, very last thing I want to talk about is like future plans for donations. I don't know if you have any dates in mind that you're you're looking to do another big fundraising event, but I just want to say when you do, I reckon uh, I'd love to be a part of it as well. And we could try and make like a huge event. We could get as many developers as possible and we could end up, I think, raising a lot of money for a really good cause. Yeah. Like at least a weekend or something of like make it a developer yeah. community. No, and that would be so cool weekend. to like, oh, can you imagine if like you could get Apple on board for that too and they'd like lifted the 30% proceeds. Man, it'd be so nice to get like a charity kit or something like. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And like, fantastic, well, but, well yeah. and it's funny because like, um, like for the employees who actually work there, like they go even further and they like match 100% of the donations. Like, so if you donate $10 Ooh. to a charity, they'll donate $10 too. So they're, you know, a super charitable company by all accounts. Um yeah so yeah well, man if you could you could get Tim maybe Cook's next year <laughs> yeah yeah get you Tim never know right oh yeah because we're buddies now yeah um, yeah exactly yeah no i saw those i saw those pictures yeah um, I saw those selfies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so uh cherish them forever no no exactly so just whisper the right thing and yeah that'd be awesome because i would definitely yeah. think like i'd like to do it in the summer again if possible just because it's um like i said that seasonal thing going on um yeah, perfect but yeah no well, that'd be phenomenal we could even do like the twitch streaming stuff and Oh, we get can like, do everything. Um, yeah, everything. Live, going. live stream tutorials, make a whole weekend. Oh uh, yeah, no, that, it would be really uh, cool to do a whole event. I feel like I could, I could keep, keep talking forever about this because I would, I'd love to be a part. Uh, but unfortunately we're already like really over time. So I just want to say thank you so much, Christian, for, for coming on Indie Beginnings. And if you want, you could, uh, tell everyone where they can follow you or something. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so my app has a subreddit. If you're into the Reddit side of things, it's just, um, r slash Apollo app. 
And on Twitter, I'm just Christian Seelig. So it's just my name, no spaces. All right. Well, thank you for coming on Indie Beginnings. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Happy to come back if you ever want to hear me ramble some more. Perfect. done that was Perfect. a quick 48 minutes holy crap yeah it was um, no i've got my desk all like, at a wonk because I, i've tried to lift my, my uh, mic up to my mouth and i didn't even see what time it was so you're not all oh, right well i've got to somehow dismantle this little studio i've got without it collapsing all over my computer so has anyone hear, like remarked on it uh yeah, I, I think someone walked past but all right i'm gonna <laughs> if you hear a big thud you're gonna know why in a second um all right.